so hi well the good nights podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with sean from phineas and we're gonna ask some questions today about their new album the fire itself i'm gonna start uh so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far um kind of overwhelmed to be honest i mean we're it's been crazy um we're not i guess like used to this type of thing like we've put out four previous albums and they've gone over well you know but um this one seems to be hitting a little different and you know it it's really affirming for us you know so there there was a handful of people who didn't like our last record and so um kind of you know four years later um announcing this one and having like a really positive response is it's it's been really cool that's awesome I'm so happy to hear that. Right. I've seen lots of people hype for it, and I get to tell them all that it bangs because I've mm-hmm. already heard it. <laughs> oh, you Same. guys listen to it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Awesome. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art? Yeah, so... Uh, there's, I mean, both. Like, the, the cover art itself is not... It's not so much... Um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? It looks like trees are burning on fire and stuff, right? It's very mm-hmm. on the nose, which like, I don't know. We just wanted something somewhat simple that had a color scheme and that looked a little bit more abstract because I feel like this album is a bit more uh, in your mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's not about like specific things, but more about like mindsets and, um, and stuff like that so i i actually i i have the painting up there i i uh took a couple days and like painted a couple pieces and uh kind of ended up with that so like it was it's kind of like a therapeutic process for me getting to you know do all that and and uh yeah so i mean it's it's not necessarily like uh this forest symbolizes the human experience Mm -hmm. and it is on fire and all all of this like really deep Uh stuff it's it's nothing like that it's more it's more so just like um like to me it felt right to paint it and it felt right to paint it that way and i wanted it to look uh visually violent but not in like a i don't know not in like a actually violent way if that makes sense but like but like you know yeah so it ended up on the nose, but I mean, I like it. So, um, but uh, then as for the fire itself, so that's actually a quote taken from an author, uh, Patrick Rothfuss, and he writes the King, Kill- King Killer Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a fantasy series and it's amazing. And I'd recommend it to anybody. Um, He's on book two out of three right now. Been we've been waiting for that third book for years now. <laughs> so hopefully we'll hopefully we'll get that. But um, he's the type of author who can you know put more uh, more life into you know a bar of soap than most authors can put into like an actual character. Like just the way wow. he writes is insane. Yeah. So um, as he's yeah basically a uh a character is talking to a teacher of his 
And there's a magic system in this world where uh, names hold power. Mm. Okay. So if you know the true name of something, you have power over that thing. So um, he's talking about the difference between the word fire and the fire itself and the name being the fire itself and having power, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so um, he's talking about that difference. And I, I just thought that that was a profound way to put it because for me in my mental state and where I've been at in the past two years, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who would relate to having a rough couple of years, you know, um, I got to a place where I'm a 33 year old dude who is still grappling with who he sees in the mirror. And I want to know my true name and I want to know who I really am. So that's what the album's about is kind of that search or journey, what, whatever, what have you, and kind of trudging through that. Hmm. Oh. Wow. So like very self-reflective, I guess. Yeah. And it's the first time I've done something like that. So it's pretty vulnerable <laughs> and, yeah. and, scary, and scary and all that. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this album? Yeah. So um, typically Dan, the guitar player and I, after we write a record, we'll always have like this bag of leftovers mm -hmm. as far as riffs go. And we'll just hold on to those and mull around with them and play around with them for like a year or so before we start like actually putting them down on paper. And uh, just naturally because of the way life happened in 2020, things took a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, obviously 2020 was a thing but also 2019 me and my family moved from Iowa to California mm. um, Dan joins fit for a king um, our bass player locked himself in his basement and just played video games year-round so like there you know everybody mm -hmm. had stuff going on yeah so uh, you, you know things just naturally took longer just because of the stage of life that all all of us dudes are at and then mm -hmm. when it came time to like all right we need to start writing a record the pandemic hit and so that obviously delayed things turns out it was good that things took so long because had we dropped the record in 2020 that probably wouldn't have went great you know mm -hmm. yeah um so really it gave us time to kind of you know take our time with it and just because of the nature of life and how crazy it's been um it took long longer than normal anyways mm -hmm. so uh what ended up being was me driving out to rancho cucamonga from my place in fullerton every friday for like i don't know man maybe like five or six months god damn and we would just stay up friday night until like 4 a.m and just write and track yeah so that's good. I like that a lot. Yeah. So how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener to be an opener, closer to be a closer? Did you just kind of shuffle it around? What was your process with that? Um, that's, that's a good question. Um, those are actually our two songs that we have out right now. It's the opener and closer. But uh, mm -hmm. 
we didn't we didn't write it that way um i think that we kind of wanted to get back to our roots as far as um not trying to write longer songs but okay. not trying to not trying to rush things like you know we wanted the songs to take you somewhere and so um in the night ended up could have been an opener could have been a closer um but then eternally apart kind of came together the way it did and dan and i felt like that would that that's got to be the opener i mean it's got it's got like some stupidly long two two minute long intro right so it's it, but but like it being the album opener in my mind it works you know yeah so um and then after that i mean we can get into like the you know well this many songs are in drop c this many songs are in this other tuning mm -hmm. these songs have intros these songs have solos how can yeah. we give you the most variety over you know the 42 minutes mm -hmm. yeah like some of it was that right just the mathematical equation like keeping everything evenly apart um and then some of it just like it just felt like to me that the storm the storm in me should come after dream thief mm -hmm. uh, with the way it flows in with the with the you know atmospheric whatever and that just made sense to me um same with eternally apart being the opener mm -hmm. and then going right into the fire itself which like if you were to look at the track listing the fire itself being title track at number two like that that's still kind of jarring to me mm -hmm. um but like hearing the song it makes sense to me okay. yeah like in in when you listen to it in, in order mm -hmm. so, yeah why have you guys put out the opener and the closer as the two singles that always seems a bit weird to me especially like <laughs> since you've got the the two minute intro and that's why you're like that's the opener kind of thing yeah mm-hmm you know, it, it wasn't really like a thought to like, it wasn't this contrived thing to like, you know, well, contrived has like a negative content. How, how am I trying to say this? It wasn't a thought out thing that mm -hmm. we were like releasing the, in, or the, the first song and the last song. Mm -hmm. It just kind of happened that way um, because we felt like these were the songs that would adequately describe you know where this album's going to take you and i and i feel like the fire itself is going to be like that last that last piece of the puzzle that when people hear it it's like okay there is there is some more modern stuff in there mm -hmm. you know but still i don't i don't know because like in, in the night is like to me, that's a more classic me metalcore, but a little more modern. I don't know how to describe it. And then Eternally Apart is just like, I don't even know. The song goes through so many dynamics, but mm -hmm. um, but uh, it, it's it's very much so a nod to like our older stuff, okay. I would say. Right. And so the fire itself being more of like a modern take, more from, our records till the end or dark flag but in my opinion done better um and so it kind of gives you all three with with the uh or it encap encapsulates the whole record in those three yeah. songs i think but um 
what I think, what I hopefully, what I hopefully want it to get across though, after thinking about it, I kind of think it's cool to release the opener and the closer. It's like, yeah, listen, listen to the whole record. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're, I think it's cool from front to back. Mm -hmm. I might be a little biased, but, (laughs) but like, maybe, you know, that that's, uh, I don't know. We we want to put out something quality front to back. So Mm -hmm. since you said like your last record had like mixed reviews and these couple of singles you think are like almost like a return to form kind of thing. Is -hmm. that why you kind of put them out? I know you said there wasn't much thought into it, but is that kind of, was there any thought process at all? Like kind of putting those out since you said return to form last record wasn't so well received kind of thing and kind of like show people we're back to that sound that you guys know and love kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we could have put out Dream Thief and done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, okay. It, um, I, like I hear what you're saying. I, I think that there are other songs on the record that could have could have gotten across the same message. I, I do feel like Eternally Apart and In the Night are very strong songs, though, um, as far as like, I, I don't know, overall, whatever. Um, so, but I, but I feel like there are other songs that we could have put out and people would have been generally okay with, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Uh, so what song on the album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Dream Thief took the longest to write. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm... I'm like writing this uh, collection of notes and liner notes and turned out being a lot longer than I expected it to be. Um, it's around like 8,500 words, which is, I used to hate, hate writing papers in class. <laughs> so I don't understand why this happened, but, uh, but I'm writing this document. I'm going to put it into like a EPUB format. That way you can like, you know, flip through it like a, like a book on your phone and stuff, but, um, been spending a lot of time on it. And I was thinking about dream thief and I realized like that had to have been early 2018. Whoa. Um, and I remember I was walking, I mean, my kid had just been born. It was like walking him in a stroller type of thing. And, I remember humming the like guitar melody and just how it would ch- change chords and all that. And then that ended up being one of the last ones. It was also the most painful song to write because mm-hmm. just lyrically, it just like, like I love it, but I really hate it because mm-hmm. it's, so, it's, it's one of the more like, for me anyways, from my perspective, it's like very heartbreaking because it's like, I don't know. But yeah, it was just painful. <laughs> okay. um, so that one took the longest, I would say. Although there is a riff on the Holy Coward that I've had since 2009 in my back pocket. 2009? Oh, yes. Yes, and it finally got put into a song. Oh wow. my God. It's the second verse riff. Wow. 
<laughs> is that the oldest like riff you have or do you have some even older than that that you might be using like in your next project that's probably the last one i mean i'm <laughs> here and there i'll use them throughout throughout this throughout our uh throughout our albums but like i remember it being in an apartment mm -hmm. in la habra california and it was after so 2009, both of our guitar players left. One of them went and joined Haste the Day. The other guy moved to Colorado. Okay. And so we were a guitar-driven metalcore band without any guitar players. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, like, like I, I've played guitar since I was 12. I was like, you know what? I need, I need to get a lot better because I'm going to have to, like, start writing or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so I was, like, just constantly meticulous never got good. <laughs> like like I, 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 can, I can write riffs, but like asking to play it live and it'll just sound like a fart. Like, so, um, it, uh, but yeah, no, I remember sitting in that apartment in La Habra and writing that riff and being like, eh, this has got like kind of a little groove to it. That's kind of cool. And every now and again, I'll come back to it and be like, eh, it's not right for the song. Cause it's like, it's like, very early 2000s metalcore in my head you know yeah that that riff anyways but um and then what what was the second half of the question i'm sorry I favorite song okay. favorite song that's tough um i would say either defining moments or the storm in me all right okay. Solid. uh so can you tell me where your headspace is at while you were creating this record i can Mm -hmm. um so disclaimer mm -hmm. i i i know that everybody has had everybody had a terrible 2020 so and beginning of 2021 wasn't great either no. um so i'm very aware of that so when i talk about my struggles and what the pandemic kind of put me through i'm not trying to you know say that my crap's any worse than anybody else's but um, you're allowed to you're allowed to voice how you felt mm -hmm. like it's okay yeah. i i appreciate that um and that's something that i've been like working through in in uh my therapy is uh like i like i i cognitively understand that i'm allowed mm -hmm. to you know express myself and stuff like that but there's like that insecure part of me that, that needs that disclaimer and just puts that out there and makes me feel comfortable, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so 2020 was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Um, I'm not going to go in, you know, into the nitty gritty details or whatever, but basically, um, I got put in a position that I was very not stoked to be in and it was very hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of people that I love involved. Mm -hmm. And so um, in that moment, it felt like the world was closing in on me and that I was going to lose everything that meant anything to me. Mm -hmm. um, it was the most amount of stress I've ever had on on my shoulders in my life. And that's the type of feeling that I wouldn't wish on a 
the worst enemy. Um, mm -hmm. So it took a long time and it's been a long process, but um, you know, through uh, through a handful of awesome psychologists and um, uh, really great people and, and people supporting supporting us, you know, things things have gotten better. Um, Good. But it's uh, still not out of the woods. But um, there is there's a lot in the album that's about that experience and uh, what it felt like to. Uh, what it felt like to be put in that position and to literally feel like you're at the same time you're breathing, you feel like you're suffocating, you know? So, um, yeah, uh, in my therapy, um, my therapist's name is Wayne. He's a really awesome guy. Love that guy. Shout out um, Wayne. Shout out Wayne. And, uh, yeah, shout out Wayne. He, uh, you know, he's been very affirming and that's been really hard for me to kind of, uh, accept. I, I don't handle compliments or anything like that very well at all. Um, and, uh, there, there's a lot of things going back to in going to therapy does that. I mean, it makes you reevaluate everything in your life mm -hmm. down to when you were little and didn't really understand why things were happening the way they were happening. But then later on in life, you find out, wow, that, that actually like affected me. And that's been influencing how, how close to people I can get mm -hmm. or how I, how much I'm going to distance myself or how afraid of intimacy I'm going to be. And uh, there are things that like, when you become a parent that, uh, if you find out about it, you, you have a pretty grave sense of urgency to go ahead and try and deal with it the best way you can. Um, because there are certain things in me that were uh, habits that were formed or overall negative mindsets or whatever that were ingrained in me, whether that's guilt, shame, or uh, regret, uh, like those things have to end with me. I'm not going to pass them on to my kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's what this album is about. It's just trying to find my way through the weeds mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you for sharing yes. that with us. I really appreciate you opening up and being very just honest yeah yeah absolutely uh so how do you recommend your fans listen to the record for the first time in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is it a party album <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh man this could be any one of many things ah <sighs> I'd say car would be sick. I feel like it's a, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like a party album, although there are party tracks, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, 
I would say overall, pretty solid driving album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hop on the highway, don't speed, but, you know, yeah. throw that record on and blast it. Mm-hmm. So. I find most metal albums just in general are very good driving records, especially when you haven't gotten enough sleep. They're better mm-hmm. than caffeine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words. Uh, off the top of my head? Okay. Off the top of your head. I've already said more than three words. Um, it, does metalcore count as one word or two? Will it be I, one? Uh, yeah, yeah well, one. yeah. One? Yeah. Okay. Very, very metalcore. Okay. <laughs> okay, I like that. It's good. It's perfect. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling wanting listeners to have while going through the album? That's always a tough question, man. That's always a tough question because uh, it's like... everybody gets different things out of music you know um i I guess i would hope that people would i mean i I, you know as a vocalist i hope people dive into the lyrics i hope they read them you know and um that they would feel like they would read this and be like man this you know this dude's kind of had a rough go of it i don't feel quite as you know, alone and being broken anymore, you know, and just that, that it's okay to be broken. It's okay to feel defective, you know, and that, uh, that's how I feel. And so, um, yeah, I don't know, you know, everybody was so far away in 2020, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's like state mandated stay away type of thing. It's like, that's for good reason, but like psychologically it, it, there's, 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 you know, the implications of that are pretty brutal, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a way, to, I don't know, connecting like that, it's a way to feel close while still far apart. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, so, while going through the record, what band or artist influence pops out the most to you? Man, I don't know. <laughs> It's, it, it's it's so many you know um and i'm sure somebody it's it's hard for like the question's hard because it's like i can think we sound a certain way but mm-hmm. somebody else would, be, would just you know yell from the peanut gallery you guys are ripping asley dying off you know and <laughs> it's like man well you know we're now we're, we're, we're not trying to rip them off but you know it's a i feel like it's a melting pot of darkest hour meets boston <laughs> okay so that's what i got all right uh so what is your favorite memory from creating this album sorry i'm taking a, a long time no, no rush like there were plenty of like good things right it's just hard to like there is also pain involved with yeah writing it <laughs> and so it's like everything everything has like a you know an ounce of pain in it so um i guess just listening listening to the like preliminary mixes with my kid in the car you know 
and getting him to like put his hand up or like headbang. Yeah. I, you know, as a dad, I got to pick that moment, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Practicing very the ca- cute. Practicing crowd control. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's, but he's like, oh my gosh, man, he will get you. He's going to be one of those. I got, I got to get a hold of him or else he's going to be like one of those dudes in the pit who just crowd kills. Because uh-huh. that dude, like he like bounces around. He will, like, and he's at the perfect height where he'll just hit you where it hurts. Like, oh, it's, he's something else. Like he turned music up loud. He, he, you know, when he dances, it's like he's in a pit and it's, oh it's God. not, it's not something that he's seen before. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, it's 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 interesting it's just he's kind of like a it's a very sensory type of little dude you know and Mm so um like the crash and the the pushback is like i I don't know he just loves it so that's how he dances he's a metal kid through and through that makes me so happy yeah (laughs) (laughs) like some type of aggressive music you know so Mm -hmm. perfect Uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Sunflower seeds. We just got sunflower seeds. That's amazing. Wait, are they salted or no? So I like it. Dave's is the brand name, right? Or I like, believe so. David's. Right? Yeah, yeah, something like David's. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, the sweet and spicy ones are, are are my favorite. And, yep. uh, but But also just the classics are... You know, uh, just the original salted. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, dill seeds. When you get into the when you get into the other brands, you know, mm-hmm. it depends. It like it varies bag to bag. Okay, it really does. But um, is that and then probably like a low carb energy drink. All right, you know, something that'll just tear my body up. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> but it'll keep you awake. Right. Mm-hmm. For the uh, sunflower seeds, shelled or not shelled? What, as far as eating? Yeah. yeah. Don't shell. What? No, no, no. Not no, when no, you're no, eating, like, like in yeah, the bag. Yeah. Like, are you going mm-hmm. for the shelled one or the unshelled one? Like, do you like to break the shell off of it? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, the 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 way I do it, though, is just I just grab a handful. Mm-hmm. Put them in the mouth. They're all right here, right? Mm-hmm. And I just break them, eat them, spit, right? Yeah, yeah. And keep on doing that, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's that's my method. I don't know if like that's what you're asking. I'm oh not yeah, sure yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was asking like you know they've got the unshelled ones, they've got mm-hmm. the shelled ones. I wasn't sure which one you go for. Do you like to break the shell off, or do you like it already done for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's well, okay. I'll say this: if I'm on tour at a gas station. Yeah. And I'm getting sunflower seeds. It's because it's 2 a.m. and I'm driving and I'm the only one up. Okay. So okay. it's dark. I can't see if it's if it's cracked or not. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. I'll say this. It is always a nice surprise when like after you put in the, you know, the handful in your mouth when you're like, huh, don't gotta do nothing for that one. You know? Exactly. That was easy. <laughs> All right. So, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh so what song? Only one. What song are you looking forward to playing live most off this record? It'd probably be the fire itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a banger. I don't know. Your kid will be in the crowd. I was about to ask. Beating the shit you... out of everyone. Yeah. 
Jeez. Punching them all in the nuts every single one. <laughs> Send them all to the hospital. They're all going down. Yeah. Hello blows, man. <laughs> you don't see it coming. Little maniac running around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I honestly had no idea, but I'll say this. I had no idea five years ago either. So um, I would still like to be writing music and playing shows and hanging out with the dudes, you know? Um, I don't imagine that we'll, there's not like a foreseeable stopping point because thank God we're not one of those bands that like hates each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like like th- those those dudes are, you know, there's some uh, there's some best friends, and uh, in order to do this for a while, like that's who it's got to be, you know. Yeah. And so we're uh, any, and I mean that I don't know. That's that like that su- supersedes a lot, you know. Um, it's gotten us through some really hard times. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. All right. I like that answer. That's good uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with drink? Beans and cornbread. Ooh. Okay. Okay. With bacon and French fries. Okay. And then you mix it all together. Uh huh. And you put ketchup on it. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's like a family tradition in my family. And uh, I have na- named it uh, XBC. XBC, yeah. okay. A- a- extreme beans and cornbread. But <laughs> you pronounce it XBC, you know? Okay, okay. Um, that and uh, probably do a solid sarsaparilla root beer you know okay on ice mm-hmm. you know that I way it doesn't that. that way it's a little watered down so it's not super sweet it's yeah. still refreshing you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah okay i feel like i should ask what type of beans are we talking about here are we doing like kidney or black or pinto beans pinto mm-hmm. interesting you let okay. them soak overnight you throw them yeah. in the you, you throw them in the crock pit or crock pot, crock pit, <laughs> and uh, and then uh, yeah, you throw mm-hmm. it in with with water, mm-hmm. with bacon, jalapenos, and that's literally it for the beans. You just gotta let it like whatever for however long. I can't remember how long. And then you just make cornbread, and then you pour it with it. You just it's just like a slot fest but it tastes so good exactly that's all that matters mm-hmm. so that yeah, matters. that's my comfort food okay so mm-hmm. oh, that's good uh so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live that's so hard <laughs> that's so hard because i have the past like eight years i have just like burned through so many like fantasy series and mm-hmm. like Oh man, <laughs> That's so hard! Oh my gosh, I'm you know I'm gonna have to like look at this. Um, 
Has it been so, like books or movies? Books, yeah. Okay, solid. Um, I would probably say. Gosh, that's so. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's taking a while, but it's man, this is no tough. problem. It's a very important question. Uh -huh. Okay. Oh, okay. I would I would be in the Cosmere. Okay. okay. I'd be in the Cosmere. Brandon Sanderson, um, and I would be on Roshar, mm -hmm. and uh, I probably sound like a complete tool, but that's okay. Okay. All right. I want to be right. a nice radiant, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Perfect. Uh, so I have done a best class question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that is the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite color? Red. Specific shade of red? Oxblood. Okay. Ooh, I like how you got like specific where it's just like oh you know a darker red mm -hmm. so that's very good thank you yeah thank you uh and so as I said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug uh nah I mean other than the fire itself coming out on August 27th that's about it there's a lot of cool music coming out right now so it's really fun it is mm -hmm. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Sean from Phineas, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.